Good morning. Thank you so much for joining with us today. It's so good to be able to do these services with you. And you know, over the last 10 or more weeks, we've had hundreds of people join us with us for these services online. But I just want to say one thing that, you know, we, we can't do church just by, we can't be the church just by watching a service online. That's not what it means to be the church. God's desire for us is that, and I believe our, our desire as a church is that these services would simply help you be the church that God wants us to be, to be the people that God created us to be and wants us to be. So um, thank you so much for joining with us, but let's not just think, okay, we've had this time with God, let's go and do our thing this week, but let's really pray that God would touch our hearts, that God would move within us as his people. Let's be an encouragement to one another, join a Zoom group after the service, or maybe you've caught up with someone already today, you've joined together for the service, and I want to say thank you so much for doing that. Um, You know, our, our mission as a church is to live and communicate the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to live it and we want to communicate it. Our vision is to be a welcoming church for all ages, to connect, grow, worship and encounter God, being cared for as we learn to care for others, believing the Holy Spirit will change individuals' lives in this city, in this nation and in this world for God's glory. That's our desire And I'll say thank you so much for joining with us today as we have this time together. You know, if you've got uh, family members who are off in the kitchen, uh, if they're off doing the dishes or just making that cup of tea, call them in now. Just uh, go and grab them now quickly before we start our time together. Uh, Maybe they're off just getting dressed. Maybe they've uh, gone to play in the bedroom, whatever they're doing. Call them in and uh, just as they're coming in, just a couple of quick announcements this morning. Please, if you have any prayer requests, if you have any any needs or things that you'd like to talk more about with someone, please fill in a care card, a, a connect card. Um, you can click on the, the menu. If you're in the, uh, on the website, you can click on the menu, which I think is up this side. It says connect card up there. Or if you're on YouTube, maybe you can just make a comment in the video. Or go to the website at any time and fill in an online connect card there. Please don't do life alone right now. Connect with someone. Um, and hopefully, as, as life groups, we're meeting together already and you're connecting with people. Hopefully, um, you're already feeling that sense of community and connected with, uh, with other people. If not, in the weeks ahead, let's really look to see how we can do that as a church. Thank you so much again for those of you who have been giving so generously. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much. It has been such a blessing to see how God has provided for us, not just here at CFC, but also so we can give to other things in other places, other other churches overseas and supporting, as we've said, the the food programs and things that we've been able to do. That's been such a joy. You know, this morning we also have such a joy to share with you a baptism. Uh, It's actually a baptism that took place last Saturday, but it's such an exciting thing to be able to share that with you today as Ty and Ava, Talara and Luke and Darcy all take the plunge of baptism today. Uh, So excited to share that with you in just a few moments. Um, also, uh, youth was back together on Friday night, meeting in small groups in different locations. So exciting to see the church uh, beginning to meet again in different locations. You know, this coming Wednesday, we still can't all get together all in one location, but this Wednesday, we're going to start something, uh, we're going to have something a little bit different. We're going to have a special Wednesday night worship time this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a, a live stream worship time together. Um, and get, jump online on the same website as normal, cfccolac.online.church website, and we're going to be streaming a live worship time 
Um, and it's also a little bit of a test run as to hopefully going live with our services over the coming weeks. Um, so please, if you can, 8pm on Wednesday, join with us then as we worship together. Uh, we are still working out a few of the technical things, so if there's any delay, um, stay, stay tuned to any updates, and if it's a little late starting, give us some grace and we'll do our best. And thanks so much to the guys that are helping out with that. Next Sunday, we have a special guest speaker, Pastor Sam Chesser. And it's so exciting to have him come and share with us. Uh, he's a great young guy from Adelaide, and uh, I'm so pleased to be able to call him a friend of mine. And uh, I'm excited about the word he's got to share with us next Sunday. Also tonight, 8 p.m., it's The Chosen, episode 6, I believe we're up to now. And uh, such a great time of, of really looking at the life of Jesus, at what Jesus did, how how he moved amongst the people and what, he, what, what the people's reactions to him was. And uh, really encourage you to join with us then. Uh, but right now, we're just going to pray and we're going to worship God together right now. Let's close our eyes and just talk to our Father in heaven. Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for all that you have done for us, that we can have this time together today as your church. Please, God, move in our hearts today. Lord, shape us and mould us for your glory. God, we thank you for your presence with us always, wherever we are, that you are there with us. And Lord God, I just pray today that you would speak into our situations, you would speak into people's lives and circumstances, that God, you would bring life, that you would breathe your Holy Spirit and refresh and re reinvigorate us for this life, this, this week ahead, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This morning, if, you're, if you feel comfortable, please, would you join us? Would you stand with us if you feel comfortable? You can sit down if you want to, but I invite you to stand with us. And let's really stand up in our hearts and say, God, here I am to worship you. Let's sing this now as we worship God. Thanks, church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and grace. We thank you for this time just worshiping you together today. And God, we just thank you for continuing to move in our hearts today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, it's such a joy to be able to share this baptism with you this morning. It actually took place last Saturday, as I said. But uh, each one of these guys, over the months, even just before uh, coronavirus, things began to develop. Even late last year, some of these guys were, were beginning to talk about maybe getting baptized. And uh, as the restrictions began to be eased, uh, each one of them just kind of decided, right, I want to be baptized. So it was such a joy to be able to join with these guys last weekend to see them get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you know, we don't, as a church, we don't baptize babies. We don't uh, believe in, in baptizing babies, but uh, we will happily pray for and dedicate a baby. And actually next Sunday, we're going to be uh, dedicating uh, Rob and Brooke of us to, to dedicate Piper. So uh, please join us for that time next Sunday. Uh, but we, we baptize believers. We believe God's instruction is to baptize those who confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And for each one of these guys getting baptized today, they totally believe that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. They've surrendered their life to Him. You know, baptism doesn't save us. Baptism is simply a sign and a, a public declaration of the commitment they've already made. It's a little bit like wearing a wedding ring. Wearing a wedding ring doesn't save us. It's simply an outward, visible sign of the de de decision that we've already made, the commitment we've already made. And uh, for Ty and Ava, for Darcy, Talara and Luke, these guys have already made that decision a long time ago. 
some time ago anyway, and uh, it's such a joy to be able to share this time with you now. Let's take a look and enjoy this time. So good. Uh, So exciting to see a baptism take place and to see that someone has not only made that decision to follow Jesus, but has made that commitment to say, I want to publicly declare my faith in Him. And thanks so much for letting us uh, video you guys doing that and joining with us today and sharing that. So good. Wonder, have you ever done something crazy? Have you done something? Have you done something that people thought was crazy? Um, maybe you've—I uh, don't know what it might have been—but people thought you'd lost it. Maybe. I remember a while back I was playing a game with—I think it was some of their youth leaders and uh, young adults—and uh, we we're playing this game. And basically, the game—you read out a, um, a statement about a person. And everyone has to vote which person in the group most lines up with that statement. And the statement in this particular uh, game that day, in in that that particular card, was the question was, who is the person who would be, who'd find it the most difficult to talk themselves out of a mental institution? In other words, they just seem a little crazy. And I think nearly every person playing that game that day decided that I would be the one who would find it most hard to talk myself out of a mental institution. (laughs) I'm not quite sure why. Uh, I'm not sure if they quite think I'm crazy, but uh, I'd just like to say that uh, maybe they think I'm a little bit excited sometimes. I wonder, has anyone ever thought you were crazy? I remember a time when I went to Western Australia. I was at Perth and we went to Cottesloe Beach And I don't know if you've ever been there, but uh, it's a beautiful beach. But uh, I went over there with a group of uh, surf lifesavers. I was only uh, 17 or 18 at the time. And uh, I was over in Western Australia, and we went to this beach, and being the good lifesavers that we were, we got to the beach, and we kind of assessed the beach and trying to work out where the rips were, where the troughs and the the safe part to swim was. And we've we've kind of worked out there's there's a rocky section um, up one end of the beach, and... uh, we didn't want to go out there, so we went out up to this nice sandy spot. And anyway, we, we're having a great time. And then suddenly at one point, one of the guys there and myself, we've jumped up and we've run flat out straight into the rocky, reefy part of the water where no one wanted to go. And all the guys with us are like, what are they doing? It's like, what's into them? And they, they thought we'd gone a bit wacko. We we'd kind of just bolted into the water where all these sharp rocks and stuff were. But it was only as we headed into the water, they realized that the reason we'd run out there was because actually someone was drowning. They were going under the water, and they were obviously in in big difficulty. And we kind of yelled out and said, go and get more help, and we ran out, and uh, yeah, that was it. But you know, we live in a crazy time. If someone had said to you a month ago about, sorry, at the start of the year, about the things that are happening right now, you probably would have thought they were crazy. You know, things that looked unshakable have suddenly been shaken. And who would have believed if at the start of the year someone had said, there will be no AFL footy games until at least after round 12 in 2020? We would have been like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. If someone had said, schools will be shut down for all of term two in 2020, you would have said, that's crazy. You've got to be kidding me. 
Who would have believed it if someone had told you that toilet paper would become one of the most precious, valuable, prized possessions that people could own in 2020? You wouldn't have believed it unless you understood the circumstances. And even as we begin to see life go on, as we begin to see easing of restrictions and life going back to some form of normal, or the new normal, as a lot of people are calling it, what better time for us to weigh up and to consider what we value in this world? What better time to weigh up and think about what are we focused on as people in our lives at this time? This morning, we're continuing our series uh, Look at the book of 2 Corinthians called Not Afraid. And the title of my message this morning is Standing on the Unshakable. God wants us to be standing on the unshakable. Last time we were looking at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and we were talking about how we are like fragile clay jars. That our life is so fragile. Life is here and then can be gone in an instant. But God wants to fill us with his Holy Spirit. He wants to empower us and and help us to live this life for his glory. And we finished in verse 16 of chapter 4. And I want to read those couple of verses again uh, with you this morning. Verse 16 of chapter 4. Sorry, I'll just turn there in my Bible. Thought I had my page marked. There we are. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, that is why we never give up. Remember that we are like fragile clay jars, but God has breathed his Holy Spirit upon us. He's come to fill us and empower us. It says in verse 16, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Then chapter 5 and verse 1. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body, made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present bodies and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we put on, for we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh, but it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this. As a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident And we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, than for for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. 
You know, point number one this morning, this life is temporary, but eternity is forever. This life is just a moment, but eternity will go on and on and on. You know, Paul says that our life is like a tent. Have you ever been camping in a tent? Have you ever been camping in a tent in a freezing cold winter's night? Maybe even this long weekend, you've got away and you're actually watching this service, lying in your tent, trying to keep warm as you watch this service. That would be so cool if that's what you're doing right now. But if you've ever been camping in a tent, if you've been in a tent at any time, let alone through a storm or sometime, you'll know that a tent, a tent is a fragile thing. A tent is something that uh, is blown about in the storms and they don't last forever. And in fact, uh, tents these days certainly do not last forever. They're good old heavy-duty tents. They were the good old tents of the past. But, uh, you know, if you've ever been camping, you'll know that. We, we uh, go camping every year uh, as a family. It's our, our annual getaway time. We go camping together. And one particular year, we went camping in our usual place, and uh, we had a visitor come and join us, who I shall not mention by name. Uh, but that person, they came and visited us, and it was a particularly wet and windy day. And uh, this person was just sort of walking into the tent one time and uh, happened to just trip a little bit and kind of reached out to grab onto something to stop themselves from falling. And they grabbed the tent, and as they grabbed it, they kind of saved themselves from falling. But the tent was ripped, and that was the end of that tent as we knew it. You know, tents are fragile. They are temporary things. And you know what? Our life is a temporary thing. Every one of us will die. Our life comes and our life goes. But I want to say, make a very particular point of saying every life matters to God. Every life matters and every life should matter to us. God created every person and we should honour and respect every person who's been made in the image of God. But you know, what matters most is not how we live this life. It's whether we go to be with God in eternity. This life is so short, but how we spend eternity matters more than anything else. This life is just like a, a blank. It's a, a blink. It's a, it's a blink and you miss it compared to eternity. It's, it's so short and c- compared to eternity. You know, around the world, people have an awareness of spiritual things. People have a sense that there's, there's something greater than just human life. There's, there's something else. And a lot of people might say, I, I don't know what it is, but I believe in something. And it's, I believe because, as it says in Romans, that eternity has been written in our heart. We understand that there is something more to this life than just temporary things that are here today and gone tomorrow. We understand in our heart. Jesus made it so clear, and the Bible tells us that we have all been created in the image of God, and, but we've all sinned, we've all disobeyed God, and the judgment for our sin is death. But Jesus came to offer his life so that we could be forgiven, that we could be made whole, that we could be made new, and that we could have eternal life. Because he has taken our punishment upon the cross. The Bible says, if anyone puts their faith in him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And he will lead us into eternal life. You know, these bodies get tired. I don't know about you, but some of these cold winter's morning, you 
you feel a little tired and you just want to snuggle into the blankets a little longer, and maybe you are today because you can do that while we have church online. But we know we will all die one day. But God is greater than death. God is bigger than death. He's stronger than death. And I love what it says in verse 4. It says, these dying bodies, or some translations say, what is mortal will be swallowed up by life. God's plan is that we would be swallowed up, not by death, but by life. And he goes on in verse 5 and says, the Holy Spirit is God's guarantee of this. He wants us to experience His Holy Spirit in our life. He wants us to be refreshed, even in this life, that we would know God's refreshing, His empowering, that we could live this life by the power of God. It's, it's, it's God's guarantee that we will receive what He has promised. It's His sign for us that we are being saved. In verse 6 it says, So we are always confident, and our goal is to please Him, it says in verse 9. You know, if your faith is in Jesus Christ today, you are standing on the unshakable one. God is unshakable. He created all things and he is the rock. He is the firm foundation that will not change. He will not be shaken. And you have a firm foundation if your faith is in Jesus Christ today. Let's just read on from verse 11 of chapter 5. Verse 11, chapter 5 says... Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us, so you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds... It is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. I just want to make three more brief points about this passage this morning. The first one I want to ask you is, what are you crazy for? What are you crazy for? What, you, what would you work at with joy? What is it that you would gladly give your life for? What is it that you gladly do day by day that you, that you feel refreshed by doing even? What is it that you are crazy for? 
Paul says, if it seems like we're out of our minds, if it seems like we're crazy, it's because of our love of God, because we know His love for us. And if we're in our right minds, it's because we're trying hard to, to just be, be normal for your sake. He kind of says, you know, when people fall in love, they do crazy things. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever done that? You know, when you fall in love with someone, you'll, you'll stay on the phone for hours on end. You'll travel distances you would otherwise never travel. When you fall in love, you do things that you would otherwise never do. I want to ask you this morning, what are you crazy for? When someone discovers the love of God, they'll do crazy things or seemingly crazy things to the world around them. You know, they'll go and get baptized in a lake on a freezing cold day when the water's freezing and people will say, that's crazy. Why would you do that? But we know the love of God and it compels us, it, it moves us, it changes us. What are you crazy for? If we believe Christ died on the cross for us, we must now live for him. It may seem like craziness to the world, but if, if God has revealed his love to us, if we know his love for us, we will show his love to the world around us. Number two, Let's stop evaluating with worldly wisdom. What is worldly wisdom? It's just living life and, and judging things purely from a human perspective. God wants us to see with an eternal perspective, to see people how God would see them and not just judge them as the world might judge them. Paul says in verse 16, We once thought about Jesus from a human point of view, but not anymore. Jesus, you know, they, they mocked him. They whipped him, they beat him, and then they crucified him on a cross and said, Ha! See? Some Messiah. They had no idea the eternal purposes. They, they, they looked at Jesus purely from a human point of view. But then three days later, Jesus rose again. He came to life. And for many people, they realized this truly is the Son of God. They began to see from an eternal perspective who Jesus is. I want to say again that every life matters. And we are not to judge someone more special or more important than anyone else. God created all people. We're called to love all people, whether they're rich or poor, whether they're kind or unkind. God says to love your enemies, people who hate you. God wants us to love them. Whatever race, whatever religion, wherever they live, wherever they're from, whatever their background, God's call for us is to love them. God wants us to love them so that they would also know that He loves them. Point number three, let's stand up as ambassadors for Christ. God wants to use you so that the world around you might know the love of God. Everything we have is a gift from Him. Our salvation, our forgiveness, it is all a gift from God. And we have been called as, as His servants, as His disciples, as His people, as His church, to be for His glory, to follow His call and to be His church that He desires. In all that we say, in all that we do, let's let our voice, our lives tell people that you are loved, you are valued, you are a person created by God. And let's be voices and people that live lives that say, come back to God because he loves you. God, help us to live a life that says that, that declares that to every person we meet, wherever we go, at all times. 
And you know at times people might look at you and say, wow, you're crazy. What are you doing that for? That person's done this and they've done that. Why would you want to help that person? Why would you want to do that for this person? But God's love compels us. Christ died for us. Let's give our lives so that others too might know him. We know the crazy, the extraordinary love of God, that he came to die for his enemies upon the cross. It says, while we were still his enemies, Christ died for us. Philippians chapter 2. I just want to read this from Philippians chapter 2, verse verse 6. It says, speaking of Jesus, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is what Jesus has done for us. And in a few moments, we're going to prepare ourselves for communion this morning. But just before we we sing this song and prepare for communion, I just want to go back to that story I told you about being in WA. You know, as I ran out through the the water that day, through the rocks, that that were sharp rocks. And my my feet got a bit cut up and, and it was painful. But I would gladly do that and so much more to help save the life of another person. You know, Jesus gave his life for you. Jesus left the comfort of heaven. He came and endured all that he went through so that you could know his love and his forgiveness, so that you could have eternal life with him. As we spend this time preparing ourselves for communion today, I want us to think about Jesus' sacrifice for us, but also to ask ourselves, what will we live for? Would we run through rocks? Would we allow ourselves to go through trials, to go through pain, so that others might know the life that we have, so that others might be rescued from sin and death? God loves every single person he's created, and he has called us to be his church, to be his disciples, to come follow him, to become like him, so that the world would know And every knee would bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let's just pray together now. Lord God, we thank you so much that you did not stop, that you endured it all upon the cross so that we could be set free. And God, today I just want to pray for anyone who's listening, anyone who's a part of the service today and joining in with us anyone who has never called on your name, anyone who has never acknowledged what you did for them upon the cross. And God, today, we just thank you that we can share your message of love with that person today. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive you for your sins 
says, if anyone calls on the name of Jesus Christ, you will be saved. If you turn from your sin and turn to him, he longs to welcome you home into his family and you will be set free from your sin and have eternal life. It says you become a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. If that's you today, I just want to pray this prayer with you. Maybe you just want to repeat these words after me. God, I'm sorry. God, we're sorry for our sin. Please forgive us for our sin. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. And God, today I surrender my life to you. Thank you, God, for sending the Holy Spirit. I ask that you would fill us today. Empower us, Lord, to be for your glory, to live for you every single day of the rest of our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can join with you for eternity, that we can live with you in heaven because of all that you have done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to invite you to join with us as we sing this song now and prepare our hearts for communion. We're going to, I just want to encourage you to go and find a piece of bread. And maybe, maybe you have some grape juice. Maybe you have some apple juice or something else in the house, even just a cup of water. And as we find that piece of bread and that, that cup of grape juice, Jesus said to do this in remembrance of him, to eat the, the bread and remember that Jesus' body was broken so that we could be made whole. We drink the cup to remember that this covenant with God was sealed by his blood. It's by what he has done for us upon the cross that we can have eternal life. I just want to invite you to prepare yourselves now and go and get those things as we sing this song together. Thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you so much that we can stand today and say that we are not afraid because we stand on the one who is unshakable. We thank you, Lord God, that we can know with all confidence that you are our Savior, that our sin has been dealt with through the cross, and that we have eternal life to look forward to. And God, even now, just before we take communion together, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would in, inspire us, Lord, day by day, that we would just be filled again by your Holy Spirit, that we'd be refreshed and empowered day by day to live crazy lives of loving you and loving people that people would know the hope that we have in you. God, we thank you that you love every person. And today, for anyone joining with us today, as a part of this service, who's just feeling unloved, who's feeling maybe unworthy, maybe they've done things this week, maybe they've said something to someone, and they're ashamed. God, I just pray that you would break that sense of shame off their life in Jesus' name right now. I just thank you, Jesus, that you do not hold our sin against us. We are forgiven by your blood. And God, I just pray today that there would be a, a restoration of intimacy with you for that person today. God, where relationships have been, have been spoilt by that. Lord, let, let there be reconciliation. Let there be a joy come again. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your love demonstrated us for us upon the cross. And we just thank you. And we declare that our hope is in you today as we eat and drink together now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have such a great God, and I want to say thank you so much again for joining with us today. 
please, if you can, uh, through the week, join with a life group and, and meet with someone to encourage them to be an encouragement and to be encouraged as we be the church together. Again, if you'd like to fill in a, a Connect card online, maybe something's spoken to you today and then you'd just love to talk some more about that or if you'd just like to get in contact with someone or find out about a life group that you could join up with, please click on that Connect card now and, and let us know. God loves you so much and I hope you've been encouraged today. I hope you're feeling strengthened and, and excited about living this life, living this week for God's glory as His church. Tonight again, join again with us at 8 o'clock. And remember this Wednesday, 8pm also, for our Wednesday night worship. God bless you. Have a great week. Bye for now.